Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. Hello there and welcome to the very, very first episode of the One Lad Podcast. This podcast is going to be all about speaking to professional musicians from all different sectors of the music industry and finding out what makes them tick, how they got to where they are and what lessons we can learn from them. Our first guest is one of my very best friends in the whole world. She's a very accomplished solo artist as well as multi-instrumentalist and session musician for bands all across the world. So please welcome Ashling Jarvis to the podcast. Hello, Ashling. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. It's really weird because, like, of course, we were just, like, talking and catching up beforehand, and yeah. now it seems like, you know, the magic of, like, studio. Like and... We're just talking for the first time again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus, Ashley, I didn't see you there. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Ash, for um, the people that may have not heard of you before, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Right, so my name is Ashton Jarvis, and I am a kind of singer-songwriter, producer, engineer, session musician from, grew, grew up in Dublin, but um, kind of, yeah, uh, based in Blessington now, and I play music, and have played music for professionally for about, probably over a decade, um, mainly with um, my mum, Moya Brennan, and but also obviously I've done a lot of my own stuff too and done a lot of production for other acts and played with other acts as well. I've I, I, I've done gigs with you. You've done gigs with me. Yeah. I've done gigs with your ma. Uh, we've, we've recorded yeah. together. Obviously, we went to college together. That's how, how myself and Ashley know each other is that we met in college back in 2010. 10. We, we sound engineering production uh, diploma. We did it. Whether we got it in the end was another story, but we definitely did it anyway. We definitely we did it. And, and, and here we are. No, I, we, look, we were there, weren't we? We were there for yeah. the most part. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we can probably edit that bit out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Ash, right, you've been a professional musician for over 10 years now at this stage. Where did it all start for you? Um, well, I guess like I've kind of grown up with music my whole life um, with my mom being Moya Brennan and kind of seeing her going off on tour, you know, throughout the year. And she had us playing the piano from or me and my brother. She had us playing the piano from when we were like seven years old. 
um from that I kind of started teaching myself other instruments I taught myself the guitar and the bazooki and etc I play a couple of other things as well a bit of drums a bit of bass and I'm sure the other things that I can't think of right now oh illum pipes as well kind yeah. of looked at my well no I did lessons in the illum pipes but um all the trad stuff too so yeah no um just grew up doing that my whole life and then once I kind of left school and then we were doing the I was doing the diploma in sound engineering then but um I started touring with my mom then kind of straight out of school and um yeah it's it's that's that's kind of where it started I suppose like just just being around it constantly I guess it was kind of a foregone conclusion that I was always going to end up doing music but you know I was supposed to I was supposed to do a a degree in music in Cork but I actually didn't end up doing that at all but that's how I ended up in the sound engineering course and it's actually benefited me more I think because it gave me another a whole other kind of thing in the music industry that I could do then yeah absolutely no I I, I agree with you um I'm very glad you didn't do the 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 course in in, in Cork for, for what it's worth we would have never met and uh if you if you Jez, I tell you if you struggled with understanding me when I when we first met God love you down in Cork anyway yeah um, yeah, but no, it's interesting. You should say there that um, you're glad you did something else instead of like a well, not 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 to belittle it by any means, but like just a standard sort of um, music degree. Because um, I feel exactly the same. Obviously, I I've played instruments since I was twelve, something like that, and I I've I'm self taught and everything. I done music in school, and I really felt like doing something slightly different to what I'd already done because regardless of whether i knew how to put a name to it with all like the music theory stuff and all the musical instrumentation and all that i still knew how to like produce it and make it happen and make the sounds happen so um doing something in the sound engineering and production it it did it gave us a complete another completely different um take on things and different workflows how to problem solve and all that kind of crack that you don't think about um so you started off on piano then what was was that just like lessons or was your ma teaching or what was the story yeah um yeah lessons uh with teachers and stuff at different music schools and stuff like that but uh yeah piano classical piano um I ended up getting as far as grade seven actually I started learning my grade eight pieces for piano I never ended up doing the exam but yeah classical piano and I think I think it's just like the natural kind of thing is to start piano usually is kind of like a really like gives you a really good basis for for any other types of music then that you can continue on to do mm -hmm. um it, yeah it just it gives you a really good structure of kind of chords and um you know every kind of music theory that that you might need to know you can kind of pick it up from the piano yeah, I often find that when I'm when I'm teaching now, I don't play piano. Um I I know kind of half how to and I know where the notes are because I've got little stickers on the keys that tell me what note is what. Um and I it, I often find that the the whole linear nature of a piano it's really really easy to to show um exactly why something is working the way that it is working chords and all that like you said. um so with the piano then uh you you got you said you got as far as grade seven what were the what was the grade and syllabus that you were using what examining center examining body was it um i we we were doing me and my brother both did the royal the royal academy isn't it yeah royal academy of music the irish or 
music in Ireland, whatever, I think it's the Royal Academy. So we did that right. for piano. Yeah. And then um, I also did the music theory. I got up as far as grade seven in the associated board music theory too. So um, yeah. Fair play. Good stuff. Yeah. And what, can you remember any of the, the pieces? <laughs> no. Remember what they were? No. <laughs> I can't. I know I was learning up. I think I was learning a Bach piece for my grade eight, and I think I did it for my practical in my leaving cert as well. But I never went on to do the exam. Well, I genuinely, I can't remember for the life of me. No. And do you remember it being like, like, do you remember um, when you were doing your like up as far as grade seven? So for those not in the know, uh, musical grades tend to go from grade one up until uh, grade eight. Grade one being beginner um no not necessarily complete beginner but you've, you've only been playing for a little while this is sort of to give you something to work towards whereas grade eight is depending on the examining board can actually go as it holds some academic weight and goes towards um university points and stuff like that um so ash when you were doing your grade seven do you remember was it were the pieces hard was it like did you have to put a lot of effort in a lot of practice how did you prepare for it yeah, they were, it was really, really tough. I mean, like, yeah, the grade seven pieces were really, really tough, I remember. And the grade eight pieces that I did learn in the end for, for do, I did them for my leave insert practical, but um, didn't do the actual exam. But yeah, they were like really tough. And I don't think, like, I was all right, but I think like I didn't have the biggest aptitude for classical so much, like, um it wasn't like my kind of strong suit, but you know, you kind of, you just, you practice and practice and practice and like eventually your fingers start to do the, you know, they just do their own thing and like you eventually get there. But yeah, it's really tough. I mean, my mom, like my mom used to, is the only thing she bribed me and my brother for was to practice the piano. She would buy us toys and she would buy us sweets and stuff. So (laughs) bless. That's good. Well, it worked. Like it worked. It clearly worked. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, from piano, you taught. What was the next instrument that you taught yourself? Um, guitar would have been the next one. Well, kind of while I was learning the piano, I would have been doing tin whistle lessons as well in a trad school up in Monkstown in Dublin. Um, I was in the tin whistle there, and then kind of moved on to the Ellen pipes, but then they needed a guitarist in one of the trad session groups. So like I started right. kind of picking up the guitar, kind of learning, pick, picking up chords, like learning kind of what chords fit where and, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So it was actually through trad that I kind of ended up teaching myself the guitar. Um, Cause it was that a really would. easy way to just kind of like, kind of relate chords to, Oh, these chords all go together and those chords all go together. And obviously I had the music theory knowledge anyway of like keys and, stuff like that so yeah it was just a case of learning the chords and then um seeing where they fit yeah very good and what age were you when all this was going on um i would have been about maybe 12 i think when i first started picking up the guitar um cool. and then and slowly like maybe by like 16 i was like kind of decent Do you know like uh, but that was yeah. going to be my next next question did it take you long to get get the hang of it but if you took it, it took you a couple of years um but, but, but i'd imagine that you weren't overly pushing pushing the guitar too much you were just kind of picking it up here and there were you yeah it was like and kind of I think around 16 as well was when I was kind of like looking at songwriting myself as well so like 
starting to kind of craft a couple of songs here and there. So that's what the guitar was really great for. So I think when I was about 16, that's when I started picking up the guitar a little bit better or a lot, yeah. a lot more, a lot more frequently and stuff. Um, cause I just love to like sit and play and sing and that kind of thing, learning covers and stuff like that, you know? Brilliant. Yeah. One of my, my, my favorite cover that you ever done was, um, Romeo and Juliet, um, by Dire Straits. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I never heard that song before I heard you playing it and, uh, really? I, I, I love it. Yeah, no, I'd never heard it before I heard you playing it. I think the first time I heard you playing it was when we were in college and it would have been in, what was the name of the venue? that they had was it radio city or something oh i know the one you're talking about that first it was that first kind of christmas thing that we had, sort of yeah that we all had a night out i think i was actually either just gone 18 or yeah, not were, 18 not, was i just gone 18 was i yeah i think so because i think it was like one of the first nights out i'd ever if if not actually it was the first night out i ever went out with ollie um yeah. and i remember i went down I'd, I'd never been on a dublin bus before and i tried to um, pay with a five euro note. I'm like, oh yeah, one sixty, please. And Jermaine looked at me, is like, what's this bog monkey doing? <laughs> and and all of you had gone up on the bus at that stage, and I was like, ah, Jez. And someone behind me actually was really nice, and they were like, oh, bless this, bless this little foreigner up from the sticks. There you go. There's your one euro sixty or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was the first time I ever heard you playing, and ever heard um, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. I'm nearly certain it was then. Nearly, nearly certain it was then. Yeah, um, I think I do remember. I remember that first uh, night out. I think we all had, and there, there was like a good few people from the college all playing. I remember I got up and did that. Yeah, yeah you got up and that done that. Like, I think I, I got up. And yeah, something handy. really that's handy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something just yeah, really, really handy that you could do with with with, with a couple in you. Um, yeah. So yeah, so so right, so so that that's kind of taking you from from seven up to 16 you play a load of other instruments how mm. did so so obviously you said tin whistle and stuff like that and that's quite comparable to like the illen pipes what are illen pipes ash for those um listening that don't know what illen pipes are um so they're like irish pipes and they, they are the the irish pipes it's like our equivalent of bagpipes but uh they don't you don't blow into them you have like a bellows under one arm that kind of pump air into a bag on the other arm and then that moves air into the chanter and you play that kind of moving your arms around. It's a mad looking instrument, but it uh, it's this really lovely, lovely sound to it. And like, it's kind of, it, I, I describe it as like kind of less harsh as well than the bagpipes. It's got a really, really sweet sound to, to it. And um, I kind of always wanted to play it. I don't know why I always wanted to play it. I think, I think I'd gotten really into Davy Spillane when I was younger like listening to we'd have his cds just lying around the house and um mm. so i think listening to davies Villan, i was like i want to learn the pipes and like <laughs> they're not okay. an easy instrument to get into because they're like expensive and like yeah yeah i know from but, over um, here anyone that's into bagpipes it's 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 a it's not like you can just get the the gear for music equivalent it's uh yeah. it's an investment pipe bands are are huge over here in scotland and yeah. um like I was talking to a guy once and he was telling me what makes a good pipe band and it's how in tune all the instruments are with each other. And it's like, you have to catch them. There's like five minutes of the day where they're all going to be at the same like temperament or something like that. <laughs> but so it all depends on like how hot the bag gets um, and how kind of tight it is. 
So like if the bag has been sitting overnight, you sort of have to like let it stretch out and stuff like that. And it all it all affects like the um the intonation and everything. For those that don't know what intonation is, intonation is um basically a, a fancy word for tuning. Um which mm. yeah, no, there's the whole it's a whole system. It's meant <laughs> Yeah, it is insane. Um but yeah, no, I I I, I agree with what you're saying with the illum pipes. Illum pipes are class. I yeah. done a couple of weeks in um in America with a guy playing tin whistle and illum pipes, Dan O'Sullivan, look him up. Um and he was it was great. We used to we were playing in Atlantic City for I think three nights in a row. And the people there used to come in to where we were playing and they used to ask us to do the Titanic song, you know, like, so it's not the Celine Dion one, but it's like the scene where they're all, all the Irish lads are down below in the, in like their living quarters and they're all having a holy down below. And yeah. it's those, those tunes and stuff that we, we used to do on the Illin Pipes. Great crack, great, right. great crack altogether. Um, so yeah, have you ever done much with the Illin Pipes? I know there's one song that I was uh, involved with that had Illin Pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, um, I've used them a bit now. Like, I actually haven't played them in a couple of years. I need to get them out. Once we have our studio set up, I'll be getting them out more often, I'd say. But, uh, yeah, I I put a good bit of pipes on my solo album I did. And I've used them, especially the drones, because the drones are really, really effective, especially just for production, like using them mm. on other people's songs and stuff like that. Um, just a lovely sound to use, just even as an effect but yeah they have a lovely lovely sound on them um, cool so yeah no I've, you use them a good bit use them a good bit for recording and oh, stuff you said there about um producing other people's songs tell us a bit more about that um so obviously we did the the diploma we did and then um kind of out of the back of that like we i was very very lucky that we had a bit of a studio set up in in my house uh, my mom had had for years just to do her own music and so I was like messing around in there a good bit, even before I did the diploma. Um, and then that kind of just grew into me getting other bands in um, and working with other artists, making friends with other artists and bringing them into the studio to do the odd recording and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And that, that's kind of grown into, I suppose, like kind of what I do professionally now. Like I, I do a lot of that now anyway. Um but I work with my mom. My mom uses me as the as her engineer now full time. And then, so how do you go about like finding that work? Is it hard to find, or what's the crack? It's usually been like word of mouth so far. Anyway, I haven't really advertised at all. But like, it's it's happened a couple of times. Like um, that I've maybe heard someone play a gig or you know played an open mic or something, and I just kind of asked them if they wanted to record or that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like I did a lot of recording with, so my mum runs a singer-songwriter night up in Leo's Tavern up in Donegal. And a lot of the people mm -hmm. I've recorded have actually come out of that. Um, they they yeah, would have just been playing in, in at this nightclub, yo. And I would have, or my mum sometimes actually would kind of offer for me to record them, do a couple of tracks with them and uh, have Club Yo pay for it. as like a bit of a kind of an extra thing that they could get, you know, if they come and play at Club Yo, they kind of like develop as an artist and that kind of thing so yeah it's just kind of word of mouth i suppose has been the the main thing really yeah i uh, just when you said about club yo i've got very very fond memories 
well, if you can call them memories. Uh, I was I was there loads of times anyway. In fact, was I not the first ever person to play at Club Bio? Could well have been. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling I was. I think you were. I you were definitely there that first. If you were there that first night, I'm sure you were up singing. So, yeah. Oh, 100% was. Absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, I remember your ma giving out to me because I, because I played um, Star of the County Down way too fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember your ma having, having a, a, a quiet word. She's like, no, 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 no! You have to, you have to, you have to slow it right down. It's, 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 it's a lovely, lovely song. You just, you went way too fast, and I was like, "Great, grand, sorry, I won't yeah. do that again." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, fair play to her. And and you know what? She was dead right. She would have been dead right as well. Um, cool. So just word them out. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yourself and your brother are now building. Well, have have you built the studio? What happened? So so for any for anyone not not. Uh, not in the know. Ashling now lives in Blessington in County uh, Wicklow, and um, she is building or built a studio. What's the crack? Yeah, so like we, we, me and my brother bought this house a couple of months ago now, kind of the end of last year, and we were looking at places in Dublin, and just because we wanted to build a studio or at least have a decent space to set up a studio, um, we couldn't afford anywhere with the space in Dublin. Like the prices were insane. So mm-hmm. we started looking outside of Dublin and Blessington. We saw a couple of houses in Blessington, like, and then just kind of kept looking in this region and it was within our budget. So we bought this house and it's got a lovely garden out the back. So naturally we just shoved a big structure up in the middle of this lovely garden. No, but it's, Love. um, it's it's just gone up there actually yesterday like this like the outer shell of it anyway the next stage would be to kit it out inside you know like um acoustic treatment and insulation and all that crack and uh, yeah. yeah very very excited about that like good stuff it's actually huge and it's gonna be great like you know yeah i'm 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 buzzing for you when i built my studio which is exactly the same uh, that i'm 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 recording out of right now it's just a essentially a fancy shed in my garden that has wi-fi and um a big telly instead of a computer screen acoustic treatment what are you going to do are you going to like build a room within a room or yeah so we're actually we're going to partition it off into kind of three rooms i think so like there'll be a big control room that'll be like the main room um hmm. we're gonna like i think i think with insulation companies that do actual like their insulation has some kind of acoustic treatment anyway so we're gonna do that to the walls um yeah put up a wall in the middle do you remember the big uh sliding door in my old studio Barry? i do yeah we took that with us when we moved to the house yeah so that's gonna that's gonna go in the middle um where the middle wall will go and there'll be a like a live room then that'll that'll kind of link into the live room and then we're going to put like we'll put a little kind of kitchenette and uh, a toilet as well down the down the corners also it must be huge then is it yeah it's nine meters by six meters that that is like that that's probably bigger than my house deadly <laughs> so when are you planning on having that done um hopefully over the next couple of months because i mean we want to start working on it as soon as possible it's um yeah. you know like i mean because since we kind of moved we've only had like just a little spare room here to kind of have all the gear in roughly set up. Like it hasn't really been like yeah. a proper, proper setup for a while, but um, yeah, I mean, as soon as possible, I think we want to do a lot of the work ourselves as well and like get into a bit of DIY and doing, you know, the odd thing, which yeah. is fun. Great um, stuff. Yeah. I mean, over the next few months, basically just try set it up and get working. What, yeah. what Have you got a name for the studio yet? Yeah, we do. You'll love this. It's called the Shire. Yes. 
Yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's excellent. So from the, the live from the Shire, that that that's that's class. I love it. I absolutely love it. My um my studio is called Shomra Studio. Um, Shomra is the Irish word for room. Room. My auntie suggested it, and I I thought it was a good idea. But um, it sounds nice. fancy in Irish. It's like it's like it when does. people get like those Chinese symbols tattooed on their arm, and it just says yeah. like sandwich or something yeah <laughs> something mental like that um but you never yeah. see that the other way around you never see people from those countries going around with like faith or joy tattooed on their arm so at the moment then ash is there anything that you're finding difficult um music wise production wise work wise any problems that you're having to overcome at the moment um well i suppose covid was the big one over the last while anyway for sure i mean mm. it took all the gigs away it took anyone coming into the studio away as well um and that that was a i think it's hard to think of any other difficulties at the moment because everything's back and all of a sudden we can gig again and record yeah. again and, you know hang out with people again even um yeah meet and meet new musicians and stuff that kind of thing so it's hard to kind of see what's difficult at the moment but um i think i mean what's what's difficult always for musicians is like just having a livelihood at all um yeah you know like it's trying to get regular gigs and trying to trying to kind of keep yourself busy and, and employed is is really the, the main difficulty that course, everyone yeah. kind of struggles with but um no like I think I've not too many difficulties at the moment anyway I've got a nice cushy uh session musician job with Clannard so that's <laughs> Oh yeah, just that drop that in there. Yeah, that you're yeah. you're you're playing with 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 Clannad and stuff. But before yeah. we 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 start recording, Ash was telling me about um, tell me about the 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 mad weekend of gigs that you've just had. Yeah, no, like it was a mental weekend. We had played like we had rehearsal all week with both Clannad and um, our friend Connor Hamilton Long, and then on Friday we played Galway with Clannad. Saturday we played All Together Now Festival with Connor. Then mm -hmm. me and my brother got in a car and drove to the ferry, drove all the way to Cambridge to play the folk festival on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And then on Monday, we did, played in Leeds with Connor. So I drove up to Leeds. That's a fair spin. Cambridge to Leeds. Yeah. Well, it actually wasn't too bad. The big drive was um, Hollyhead to Cambridge. So that was like five hours or so. Madness. Yeah, yeah, it was mental. Madness. I mean, I think we spent we spent like a whole day day of those four days in a car, pretty much. Like it's almost gas. So who who's this this fellow? Give him a bit of a plug there. Yeah, Connor Hamilton Long. He's um my brother's been producing with him for a good bit, but and I've I've kind of like you know done the odd work with him as well. We did um me and my brother have like a pop duo, Banya, and we've worked with Connor as Banya as well. So we did a song with him, but um. Yeah, he's like one of our really, really close friends and he's just kind of starting to launch himself a bit live, live shows. And um, he's got kind of a whole lineup of singles coming up, coming up soon. So, yeah, he's um, kind of Hamilton long. Check him out. So what's next then for Ashlyn? For me, well, once the studio's up and running, hopefully work on a second album. I've been saying this for years, but... You have been, um, yeah. I have, yeah. I mean, I have a whole a whole load of ideas sitting there but it's just with moving around moving house and stuff you just kind of lose track of time and yeah and uh things get lost in the in the busyness of everything but yeah no hopefully do a second album myself and paul will for sure be doing more banya stuff hopefully an ep 
um, as soon as possible. And yeah, I think my, we'll probably be doing another solo album with my mom as well. Savage, mm. it sounds like you got plenty, um, plenty to be getting yourself, getting, getting plenty to be getting on with. Um, yeah. So that's good. So what you were saying about like uh, trying to keep keep yourself busy, keep yourself employed as a musician. It seems like you've kind of got that down and that you're doing, you're doing a good job of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, you just, you keep moving on and keep to getting on to the next thing. And yeah. So to any aspiring musicians then, Ash, um, what, what, how, what, what, what advice would you give them to keep themselves busy, keep themselves employed? I guess the, the best thing is to be going out and meeting other musicians. I've found that that's like, that's a really, really good thing because you just, things and opportunities just come along from, from, from doing that. You know, networking, getting to know people in the industry. Um, and, and then just, again, just keeping yourself busy, do, you know, writing, um, doing as much kind of writing as possible if, if you can. And um, yeah, I got like, I, I find networking is actually the, the most important thing because I think like the more people you know, the more people know you, the the more opportunities will come up for you, for sure. Okay, brilliant. Great advice there. And finally, what we're going to do is I'm going to do a quick fire round of 10 or so questions, just random. I've, I literally just Googled there now. I forgot to prepare them beforehand. I was like Googling <laughs> quick fire questions. So I'm just going to fire these at you. I don't want you to think about it. Um, just a bit of crack. Right. What's your favorite month? January. <laughs> Because it's your birthday. Yeah. What's your favorite animal? Um, snake. Snake. Why a snake? I just I've always loved snakes. I, I always wanted a pet snake. Oh well, you're an yeah. adult now. You know, can't can, have a pet I snake. Myself, I can actually get myself a pet snake. You could literally. There is nothing stopping you now. Getting in the car, driving to the nearest snake shop, and coming yeah. home with coming a snake. With a snake. <laughs> yeah. With a snake. What's your favorite word? Oh. I don't, I don't know. know if that qualifies as a word. I don't know. That's one word. You don't <laughs> no, know. I yeah, I haven't got a clue. I've never actually thought my favorite my favorite word. No, um, neither have I. That's a great question. I'm going to ask every single question. person on the podcast this. Yeah, because it'll stump people for sure. It'll stump people, and whatever they come up with, it'll say an awful lot about them as well. Stump, <laughs> stump is a good word, isn't it? Stump. Stump is a good word. We'll go with stump then. <laughs> Let's go with stump. Right. What word do you have a hard time pronouncing? Um, particular, or no, no specific. I've sometimes, you know, the old specific Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. 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 <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what is your go-to pastime? Um. Oh, I don't know. Um. I'm, <laughs> all I do is music, so. That's more my job. Uh, I just chilling out. I'm a real chill person, so I'm I'm at, like yeah, easy. Just like just I'll like sit there and just chill. Like, yeah, myself and you have literally sat still for probably days on end and done yeah. nothing. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll do we'll do two more then. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast? Um, egg on toast. Egg on toast. I remember you make the best egg on toast that there has ever been. And actually, do you know that you you use like that nor stuff on eggs? Oh, yeah. Aromat. I yeah. Aromat. I got that. I got that not long ago. And I I was you. I use it on everything. 
It's amazing. Yeah, it's best, um, like. Right, last question. If you had to change your first name, what would you change it to? I don't know, something cool like Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze Jarvis. How would you spell Blaze then? Oh, I don't know. There's definitely a Z in there, but I don't know. Yeah, something similar. B-L-A-Y. Yeah. Double Z. Yeah. Silent M at the start just for the pure hell of it. Ah, yeah. Why not? Love it. I love it. Right. Ash, let's leave it there. Before we go really quick, do all the plugging that you want. Plug every single thing. Um, all right. Uh you can find my first album that I released in 2014 on Spotify. I've got a bunch of other stuff on Spotify, tracks that I've done with DJs and producers and stuff. Um, me and my brother have all our Banya stuff, um, which is all on Spotify too, or iTunes or wherever you get your music. Um, and that's about B-A-N-Y-A-H, in case you think it's like, it is supposed to be milk. Oscar <laughs> but Oscar uh, yeah. We spelled it phonetically. So yeah, you can find that online. And yeah, I'm all over social media and everything. So you can find me under my name. Smashing. Ash, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Folks, uh, all the stuff that Ashling has just mentioned is going to be linked in the description of the podcast. Um, Or if this makes it to video, it'll be linked on YouTube um, and all that other good stuff. Thanks very much for listening, folks. We'll see you next time for episode two. Cheers. Bye. That was the Music Career Show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends about the Music Career Show.